I'm Erica Lynn, and we all know the ocean is the most demanding environment on Earth, consistently testing the reliability and durability of our equipment. When you spend as much time fishing as I do, you know that reliable gear is essential for staying on the water. This is why I went with Abyss Battery to power my trolling motor, electronics, and outboard. The guys at Abyss Battery are rattling the saltwater industry by manufacturing performance marine batteries specifically designed for sonar, outboards, trolling motors, and electronic fishing reels. They're also Bluetooth compatible, so I found Checking battery statuses right on your phone while you're out on the water is a huge game changer. To learn more about why Abyss batteries are used by the pros and factory installed by Premier Boat Builders, visit abyssbattery.com. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, What's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash waypoint. That's mintmobile.com slash waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. This segment is brought to you by Jigmasters. Step up your game with high-quality performance jigs, spinner baits, buzz baits, and more from jigmasters.com. And always, when in doubt, get the jig out. Welcome to The Reel Down on Battle and Fin with your hosts... Perry and Jimmy Skinner, where we talk about everything in tournament kayak fishing. Here we go. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Reel Down on Paddle and Finn. Uh, What's up? Hey, how you doing, Jimmy? Pretty good, man. How are you? Good. I like that shirt, man. Got oh, yeah. Yeah, gadget shirt. New yeah, gadget swag, man. That's sweet. Got to pick up the, pick you up a new hoodie. You're soft, too, man. I love being a soft hoodie. Yeah. I love hoodies, too. I'm bald, man. I'm all, I always have something on my head. Just stay warm. See, this one has got a huge hood, which not with my headphones on it, obviously, but yeah. a huge, huge hood. That's a must because I always keep the hat on, you know. Yeah. Pretty sweet though. Cool. Well, uh, yeah. I'm not going to talk about Seminole. We're just going to skip right over that. No, I'm going we'll, to we'll ask you how your Monday is. <laughs> no, I, I I'll talk about it. I mean, went down to Seminole practice the weekend before, and that went okay. Found out, you know, definitely wanted to focus out deep. And me and my buddy Chuck Wise, we teamed up. We found him. I didn't post it. Last year was so bad that I went that extra weekend, an extra day and a half, went down there and practiced, slaughtered them, found them, like fives offshore and fours up the river, found them, like found them, found them. It was good to go. And I didn't post anything on social media just because I didn't want to jinx it. That's how I felt because Lake Seminole is so cruel. Like I I just didn't want to post anything. I figured I, you were I, on them because you were like, you went like social media silent. And I was like, Oh, Oh, yeah. Dano might have something. <laughs> yeah. And we did. I mean, we straight up found them. Like, I don't want to give it, you know, I doubt I'm never going back to that lake again that it's off my list of lakes to go to, but I don't want to burn the spots because my buddy Chuck was there too. And we found it together, but complete pattern. The I, I guess the rain killed is what it was, but, um, even the upriver stuff where we had found some stuff punching and flipping, even that was, uh, even that kind of died. So, well, the weather yeah. changed up like normal. So, yeah, uh, other people found them, but our plan A and plan B kind of went out. But if it would have been on Wednesday, Thursday, we would have been in the top three or four for sure. We would have been with them <laughs> guys because Chuck put up some pictures today. I mean, we were we were on them like for real. So. It is what it is. Another Hobie where I stunk it up. So maybe nah, it's all good. Pickwick, watch out. Yeah. I'll be there. All um, right. It's going to fall right into place for me, I think. I'll still suck, but the timing will be right. 
Yeah, I'll be there. I'll donate some money. Yep. Well, uh, another great episode brought to you by the guys over at Dugout Bait and Tackle. Um, That's true. The, the real down deal is still going on. Uh, buy a St. Croix Legend Elite rod at regular price. Get a Shimano S. Shimano SLX XT reel for free. Uh, you can't beat the deal. Uh, make sure you mention Paddle and Finn and Jimmy and Dan on the reel down, and uh, they'll lock you in on that deal. And if you can't get down there, give them a call. Tell them the same thing, and they'll hook you up. And also, uh, they wanted us to let everybody know that they're a Burley Pro dealer now, and they've got the new Burley Pro Bumper Bros in stock for the Hobies. The so I had, I had no clue what that was. So Dan filled me in. For you Hobie guys, it's kind of a kill guard for the front. Um, for all you guys that drag your boats and smack on stuff, it's probably a good idea. There you go. Yep, super strong. You know, it's like a whole plastic piece. It's not real thin. I don't think you could wear it through it. So Martin came up with something super strong there. But yeah, if you're a Hobie guy, got to have that bumper, bro. But you can get it from the dugout. They ship everything worldwide. So, uh, yeah, give them a call. They'll ship it right to your door. Or you can go by there. They're in Marietta, but great people. All right, but uh, tonight we're going to have some guests on. But not only are we going to have guests, but we also have a guest host. Uh, We've been hijacked. Yeah, Mr. Dustin Nichols. What's up, man? Uh, what's going on, fellas? It's going pretty good over here in Texas. Just waiting on this uh, little Arctic blast of cold air we're going to get coming up this weekend. Going to throw a wrench and everything. <laughs> yeah, we, you were just down there in Florida, but we were going to have Texas guys on, so had to have you on too. Yeah, I just want to jump in real quick and, and harass them a little bit. <laughs> Since I didn't get to make it out that event myself, I had some family stuff going on. So, uh, yeah, just want to jump in with you guys. You know, if, if other viewers might know I host the – Chasing the Tide, I host the saltwater segment here, Paddling Finn. So glad to be on board with y'all tonight. Man, we're glad to have you. Ain't got yeah, to talk sir. to you in a while, dude. Oh, I know, man. Uh, I went down there and stunk it up in Kissimmee myself talking about tournaments. <laughs> 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 ah, I'll yeah. tell you, I'll tell you right now, one thing I am looking forward to is the next time that we get to share a house with Dudu and he gets to cook us some breakfast or anything because that's still one of the best thrown together breakfasts I've had. <laughs> He has some Walmart pepper jack cheese and some salsa he got from like Bucky's, and he just made the like most crazy good breakfast, breakfast sandwich that yeah, I've they're, had. They're pretty good. Yeah, I'll be ready. I'll be ready for another meetup again. Good times, yeah. man. Yes, That's sir. Right. Yes, sir. Well, let's bring them oh, in. Yeah, man. bring them yeah. in. <laughs> All right. So tonight we have the top three fishers from the. Uh, I doubt I can say this inaugural. Yeah, I said it. There you go. I'm from Mississippi. I have problems with words. The Texas Kayak Championship event on Fayette County Lake. We have Derek Taylor, Brandon Malley, and uh, Caleb Helbig. Yes, sir. Bring them on. Straight hammers. Yeah, welcome <laughs> to the show, guys. Thank y'all for being on. Don't everybody talk at once. You know, no shyness here. Hey, what's going on, guys? <laughs> going what's guys? up? All right, so since we haven't had any of y'all on before, uh, we'll start. We'll go left from right. Uh, Brandon, we'll start with you. Just kind of give us, give everybody a little bit who you are, both per personally and fishing, and uh, how you got into kayak fishing. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, um, Brandon Maley, I live kind of outside of College Station. Uh, you know, kind of been kayak fishing. I think uh, 2017. Uh, just kind of always wanted to do it. There was a the cat series around here is kind of what, you know, it's kind of one of the original deals. And I kind of saw it and kind of always wanted to do it and got to the point where I was able, got a kayak and really, really got into it pretty good. It's a lot, a lot of fun. So, <clears throat> what, what do you do whenever you're not fishing? Uh, far as an occupation, I'm a, I'm an IC nurse, but, uh, you know, I got a little one, keeps me busy and, you know, I like to, if I can find time, I like to do a little hunting as well, but it's pretty much, that's pretty much my life. But I fish, I, kind of fishing's taken over the hunting scene big time for me recently. So It's taken yeah. over everything, man. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's so hard to have any other hobbies or any other money or anything else. I mean, if, if you're dedicated into fishing, it's, it's hard to do anything else. Yeah, yeah man. Sure. Yeah, I can, you can, especially in Texas, you can fish year round, nonstop. It's, Here in Alabama, too. Yeah. Derek, how about you, man? Oh, man, I've been kayak fishing now for about 
maybe five, six years. Um, fished for about a year and was catching a lot of nice fish and then saw that cat's trail because I, I live in the Austin area as well. Uh, lived here for about 10 years now and always fished my whole life, but just started getting into kite fishing, like I said, about six years ago or so and got into tournament fishing pretty quick on and had some early success. So been pretty addicted to it and going pretty strong at it. Didn't get to fish a full year last year because I did a lot of boat tournaments as well. And a lot of the tournaments overlapped kite tournaments. I wasn't able to go for angler of the year and any of the kite scenes. So kind of just going straight kayak this year, but I got a new five month old boy, my first son. Mm, so I'll be lucky to fish, you know, enough to go for angler of the year in the kayak scene, just fishing kayak. So, but my fiance, she's been awesome at taking care of them. So I've actually been able to fish a lot more than I thought I would. So it's been pretty cool. This wind, the money from this last wind can help earn at least another couple of more tournaments in the near future. Heck yeah. Well, just because you said it, I'm going to throw it out there. That was, that should cover a lot of tournaments. I think you cleared just under $3,000. Yeah. That's awesome. That's crazy yeah, that to makes... hear numbers like that for like what I would consider local level tournaments, man. Like, Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool too. And there's only like 48, 49. So you weren't even going against, you know, 150 guys or it's just exactly shoulder to shoulder or you're just having to compete against so many guys. And, so and that, that makes it even better. Y'all had a great day of fishing. There were only seven people who didn't catch a limit, and there were three hundred over three hundred fish caught. Man, that was a killer day. But we'll get into that. I don't want to cut off Caleb. So, Caleb, tell us about yourself. Uh, I'm I'm from Conroe, Texas. Uh, I've been kayaking for maybe five or six years. Never really got into tournament scene until last year, kind of mid midway through the year, and uh, one of those kind of hit the ground running with it. And it's, that's pretty much all I do now is work and uh, fishing on weekends and stuff like that. But uh, Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, which is the one I like, and Keto. Get started today and get after your goals. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 and use the code waypointpod50 to get 50% off. That's waypointpod50 at factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 to get 50% off. Yeah. yeah it, it takes over quick, man. I know, I know Dustin's the same way. He, he works a, a long night rotation, drives like 18 hours to Tennessee, <laughs> lays the hammer yeah. on all of us and then drove back. I mean, it's a struggle. Also, I've been talking about it. <laughs> Not this, bad for a saltwater dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, that's the cool thing about that Texas Kite Championships. You know, it's just their that's their first event. You know, and that I know what uh, Andrew and Joseph and uh, and Chris um, from Southeast Texas Kite Bass League wanted to do was was bring a, a, the the higher entry tournaments and uh, and get those big bigger payouts. So, you know, something that Texas has been missing. So, dude, kudos to them for starting this trail, man. Because if I would have had other things going on, I'd have been right there too. Um, you know, it, it's. That Fayette's a, a lake you don't want to miss an event on. That's why there's so many events on that lake as far as even boat tournaments and everything. You're damn near about to get run over on that lake by all the boats normally, but uh, it usually fishes well and it produces some good uh, tournament, uh, you know, drama. I know uh, you guys were battling it out there. So, yeah, let's get in to see, you know, what, what all went down. You know, it was exciting from what I was watching on the leaderboard. <laughs> Here, I'll, yeah. I'll kind of go over some of the information. Well, the – the Texas Kayak Championship, like Jimmy was saying, it's a $160 entry fee. There's five events and a championship. The first one here was Fayette County Lake. Then it, it's going to be Palestine, Belton, Amistad. Good Lord, I'd love to go there. Yeah. And, and, then a, and then a to-be-determined championship. Uh, the results this week, Derek, you had you won it with 104 inches. Good God. Uh <laughs> 
Brandon, you had second with 103 and a half. And then Caleb, I didn't write down what you had, but I'm sure it was a lot. I don't 95 know. and a quarter. That's that's right. kind of like you had a killer day, man. Like 95 inches on any body of water, any time of the year. That's amazing. Yeah. But it's just like, daggum, what do I got to do to, you know, to get on top of the board? 103 and 104. Yeah. That's nuts. There's a big, big gap between one and two and three. Yeah. What, were you thinking like, not, did did you think you were close? Whenever you came I mean, in, uh, or me? Or I, I guess you were probably watching the leaderboard. I guess. Yeah, towards the end of the day, I started watching the the leaderboard a little bit, uh, and that's why I still had the smallest fish of sixteen something, I think, and like another seventeen. And uh, really, it's one of those lakes where I mean, if you, if you can get those twenty plus inch fish, those good kickers, I mean, it can. I mean, especially on a tournament like that. I mean, one good fish could could make or break you in the in the money spot. So I, mean, I was I was hoping for that one big upgrade, but I don't know if it would have. I probably had to get at least two to catch them guys. Well, um, going off of that, uh, anybody that wants to, why don't y'all tell us, kind of give us the layout of what the Fayette County Reservoir is? You know, what what kind of lake? Anything you can tell us about it. Uh. I'll tell you about Fayette. It's, it's a small lake. It's about 2,000 acres. Uh, the big thing about Fayette and why it's kind of, especially a wintertime, just to hang out for so many fishermen, it's a power plant lake. And it, especially this year, I think even more than last year, it's pumping hot water. Um, pretty much anyone on the lake, I think the lowest temps I was seeing were 70. You get the discharge. Wow. It was 90 degrees. Yeah, so it's it's toasty water. And it's it fishes way bigger than the lake. I, I don't know how, it still blows my mind how much fishing pressure it gets and how it, it stays and it produces. It's, it's just, uh, it's been like that for as long as I've fished it for years. It's an unbelievable lake for and it's 2000 acres. It's just unbelievable how, how oh, many in that lake. That, that's how, I mean, to have a couple hundred inch bags, you know. Yeah, and, and that's this February. section. That's, I mean, I mean, there's so many five pounders in that lake. I, 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 thousands. I mean, I'm, I'm serious. <clears throat> so what, uh, you know, is it a mostly, uh, you know, just deep lake, a lot of grass kind of setup, is it? Zero grass. There's some shoreline vegetation, reeds. Uh, there's decent amount of standing timber. Um, but, but yeah, there's no real, there's no hydrilla. There's no, uh, it's not really a grass lake, but there's, there's decent amount of shoreline vegetation. But the lake has dropped down right now, so a lot of that's kind of out of the water. Yeah. So I, I had to look it up. It's pretty much halfway between Austin and Houston, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, pretty you're an hour and a half from me in College Station, hour and a half from Houston, hour and a half from Austin. I mean, it's kind of, kind of. If you look at a map, it's kind of right, right in the the center. Gotcha. Awesome. Well, let's get into y'all's tournament days, man. Um, I guess we'll start with Caleb. Uh, just walk us through it, preparation or how the day went, however you want to talk about it. Uh, so I kind of, the way I've always kind of attacked Fayette is just starting shallow kind of in the sticks and uh, on the reed lines and things like that. Uh, I know the weather has a big factor on that, at least what I've seen the last month. The only time I've ever fished Fayette is when the lake's been low like this. Um, so there's not many spots where the reeds are in the water, but uh, where there is and where there's a combination of the sticks, uh, I always seem to find some decent fish early in the morning. And uh, then just depending on how that bite kind of went throughout the day, uh, at least the PKC event, I moved out deep probably about an after an hour or two of fishing shallow in the morning. Uh, shallow bite just kind of died off and... Uh, the few people that were catching fish shallow and same with me, which is, was all kind of 13, 14 inch fish. So I moved out deep, uh, anywhere from 15 to 35 foot of water. I was seeing fish and trying to catch them. 25 foot kind of seemed to be my sweet spot on uh, some main like points and uh, points and things like that. So here's a question for you, just right out of the gate on that. Um, you know, like you said, you start attacking it up shallow and in the sticks. With a lake that stays that warm in the winter all year, what contributes to them moving back out deep? I, I would think with stabilized water temperature like that, that they would probably roam around up shallow more often. 
Any idea on that? Anybody want to elaborate on that? Uh, I think I think there's there's resident fish that stay shallow, and there's resident fish that stay deep. Uh, I mean, there's fish everywhere on that lake, from shallow to, to mm -hmm. deep. I mean, it's 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 mind blowing. I mean, it's just there's fish everywhere, so it's kind of you just got to pick your poison. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Well, uh, how, how do you know what phase are going to be in a power plant like like that? Yeah. I mean, is there always, always. I mean, are they always spawning or? Um, that's kind of a theory. I've heard all kinds of answers. I personally don't think they spawn that much earlier than any other lake in Texas, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I think really late February, March, they, they really get going. And then, uh, you know, a month or two, and then they start pushing kind of out of their spawning kind of, kind of habits. I, I really feel like, I, you know, just my opinion from what I've seen, that's kind of what I, I observe, but I've heard every people say they spawn in December and you know, everything. So I, I don't, that's kind of my view of it. So you think air temperature still has something to do with it and not necessarily always just a lot. How would they know, I guess, if it's, you know, time of year, daylight, length yeah, of the day, daylight, yeah. getting, the days getting longer. I was going to say that I, a big theory that I totally believe in is the photo period that, yep. that has a huge effect on when they turn on and off as far as that goes is spawning. Well, um, Caleb, I saw, I was, creeping your facebook post you were uh you were cranking so uh tell us first about your cranking setup you know your go-to setup for catching them out deep like that you know rod reel line bait whatever you want to talk about and then i want you to talk about you caught a just slob of a fish that it was built more like a drum than it was a bass but so just go through all of it man go ahead um so cranking out deep, uh, I was using, a, I believe it's a 7.4, uh, medium heavy, uh, it's the pride rod. Uh, uh, I believe it's a moderate tip on it. And uh, I throw a lot of 6XE, and uh, depending on the water depth, the 6XE was what was just, they were nailing at me. Uh, out deep, I did a little bit of Carolina rig uh, and uh, some just kind of Texas rig. Uh, throwing out there but uh, some of those some of those areas i was trying to get with the 6xd you gotta let out quite a bit of line or make a pretty long cast to be able to get down deep enough to where it felt like you were getting in the, the range of those fish when you get bit uh, that that's kind of what i was running with deep Heck yeah so kind of line where you let a bunch of line out and then pedal out a while a ways and then engage a reel yeah, that and then and even uh, trolling over some of those areas, just kind of letting out enough, like thirty five foot, uh, just kind of uh, trying to be able to get down that deep with a certain size bait, just seeing where you can pick up those schools of fish and what size fish are kind of in those schools in certain areas. Gotcha. Cool. Well, tell me about that big one. How? Tell yeah, me about I, that it. one. I did give you a good I fight. Was, do what? Did it give you a good fight? Oh yeah. Um, so uh, pre-fishing like two weeks before, I I made the mistake of thinking one of those fish was a catfish, and not fighting it hard or fighting it like a bass, and uh, had it spit the hook on me at the kayak. So uh, when I hooked up with him, I, I knew it was a bass, and uh, it, I uh, I went easy on it and uh, and jumped right at the kayak. I stuck the net underneath it and, and landed it. It didn't. Thankfully, it didn't spit the hooks, but it's one of those kind of Get your heart pumping and racing on that one. What did it measure? Uh, that one was 21.75. Uh, and it was just about and that I, same length vertical. That around, fish was yeah. so yeah. tall. Like, <laughs> I, fish was huge. I've, I've never had a fish that, uh, when you put it on the board, I mean, I don't even know if it touched the bottom of the board. It was just so wide that it, uh, I never tried to put one on the board that was that big. It was kind of weird, but yeah. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a little longer than that, but it was still a good oh, yeah. day. Yeah, well, so, yeah, what, what you, some, get some mutants in that lake. <laughs> Definitely. What do you What do you think that one weighed? I, I want to say I think Derek Taylor said he weighed his, which he called a twenty-two-five, and he said his was an eight. I was thinking mine was probably around the eight range. Uh, it it had the but, girth um, for sure. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was a it was a big solid fish. 
Uh, that's what I'm calling it. It's an unofficial uh, eight pounder. Um, I had a scale on the bottom of my kayak, but I caught a 20, uh, the 20.5 inch like just minutes before that one. And I caught that one, so it was no wasting time. I got it back in the water and kept on casting. Heck yeah. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com waypoint. That's mintmobile.com waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Well, that's awesome. Well, uh, well, Brandon, uh, tell us about your day. I want to, I want to hear all about it because I, I couldn't creep none of your posts, man. <laughs> uh, you know, basically, I, I pre-fished Friday. Uh, the weather wasn't good. It was, it was cold, and it started raining on me pretty good. And I didn't, of course, I didn't wear my. Uh, I didn't put my bibs on, so that was a big mistake. So I was freezing. I had to go, had to go back to the truck, warm up, throw out, put my bibs on, and come back out. Then a lightning storm came. Had to go back in, kind of high a little bit. And then I got a couple good hours of, you know, I do fish when I pre-fish, but I did a lot of graphing, kind of looking just for the, the mother load, you know, which I did not find. I found a lot of small pockets of fish. And there were in a lot of areas that were kind of predictable. And I, I kind of – and so then on, on actually, you know, tournament day, I went out. I started um, kind of stuff that was on the shallower end uh, and really got into them pretty good. I got my limit very, very quickly, probably almost before there was really good visible sunlight. Um, and I mean, right off the bat, I hooked into a big one. I mean, which I lost probably this tournament, I lost five fish that were big. I mean, but I caught so many that it just made up for it. But I had one that, I mean, I couldn't turn the fish. It went behind my kayak. And I'm just, you know, it's a crankbait. I'm just trying to do everything I can to keep the fish pinned. Big fish. You know, right off the bat when that happens, that kind of, it stings. You know, you want to catch every fish. You want to get going. It, but it, it just, the fishing just was so good that day. It just continued to just, you know, it was just one of those days. I, I could just see the way they were set up in places and I could get them to bite. And it, it just, it's just kind of, you get one of those days, which I try to capitalize as fast as I could because that lake is known to turn it on and off. It's like a switch, you know, it'll, it'll stop sometimes. This wasn't one of those days though. It is like, they keep getting them to bite. Um, so pretty much just, you know, hitting areas that I wouldn't say they were staging areas. They were still, I guess you could say inner main lake areas, main lake points. Um, and, and the fish were just stacked on some of the stuff. And, uh, you know, I had, I think probably about 10 or 11, I had over a hundred inches, kind of my fishing it didn't fizzle out but i just wasn't getting the bites i wanted and so i kind of got got a little i, I don't know kind of said i need to go check this one spot out so i go over there and sure enough later found out it was derek was over there on the same area <laughs> we uh we kind of had to kind of had to battle that spot out a little bit but it was uh it's crazy like he was you know just he was on the same kind of idea and thought process i was but it was just a one of those you can just have some magical days and it was one of them for sure that's awesome yeah tell us a little bit about it i, I was reading and saw that y'all were uh, slugging it out during the day so y'all have the lead change thing going back and forth uh didn't really go back and forth too much i got up pretty quickly um you know and on fayette you, you get over 100 usually in recent times it's been better in years past the last three or four years it's kind of got a little bit tougher where i usually you hit 100 um that's you probably going to win. Um, but, uh, you know, in this case didn't happen. Uh, uh, you know, but yeah, it was kind of pretty much, I got ahead early. Derek kind of took over and I was playing catch up and I was busting my butt to try to get up to him. I just couldn't make it happen. Do you mind giving up the baits you were using? You were using? Uh, my main bait was, was a 10 XD. Yeah. That was what I was catching a lot of big fish on. Um, you know, I had 5XD, 6XD, 
I mean, pretty much any of the XD baits are great. Um, I throw a gamut of different crank baits. I was throwing some six set stuff that was deep divers. Um, but, uh, you know, it's kind of, you know, the, the 10 XD was really the go to. Wow. So I've never thrown a 10 XD from a kayak. That's got to be tough. I have. Mm-hmm. Oh. I mean, <laughs> yeah. No, no, thank you. I did it one day. I haven't done it since then. I throw it from a boat, but never from a kayak. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a good day. I don't know if you could do it without having like some kind of pedaling or motoring because as soon as I stop pedaling backwards, I start going towards it like almost immediately. It pulls yeah, you yeah, right yeah. to it. Yeah. Then you, you hook in one of those fed fish and then see what happens. It'll, it'll really start coming. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was a wild day. Uh, the one big thing I still uh, kind of probably memory I'm going to have for a long time. I was actually on one of these areas and I hooked into one. I was standing kind of sideways. The thing, pulled so hard pulled me down i mean you know and, that, and it wasn't crazy windy i mean you're in a kayak it's a little bouncy but i mean i've never had a fish pull me down i mean that that's what we were getting into this day it was just just amazing I think I watched that. did you see me get knocked yeah. i mean i it was is i mean a freaking you know <laughs> it, it's it's one of those and things it jumped way over the net right by the kayak well that one that actually oh, yeah. wasn't it that was one of, that was oh, a, okay. that was a fish i was the sloppiest landing ever you know when you get a you hook one on a crankbait the biggest question is how, how's it pinned? You know, like I got, I got good hooks in it. Um, and, and, you know, and you're trying to get the damn thing in the net and it's kind of a, it's kind of a, a balancing act trying to get those things in the net. Cause it, you know, and, and one thing on these fish and I, some of the pictures don't even do them justice. These 19 inch fish, they're every bit of five pounds. I mean, they're, I mean, they're, they're monsters. I mean, I mean if they're anything built like the one Caleb, yeah, I, I guarantee it. Yeah. Yeah, they, they all have shoulders on them. I mean, they're they're just they're just tanks, every one of them. That's nuts, man. Well, uh, Derek, ready to hear about how you won it, and give you congrats because this is your first time breaking the the hundred mark, right? Yeah, that's during a tournament. That's yeah, a awesome. way to break it. <laughs> yeah, heck yeah. 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 I mean, you can hold your head high a little bit. You've got to know that like it has to feel like crazy bad to come in with 103 and a half and still lose. So hold, hold, hold that half inch really high. <laughs> and that's the thing. And that, that tournament was stacked too, Derek, like, uh, yeah. you know, like all the tournaments around here lately. I mean, you got just pretty much the club tournaments here, are like insanely stacked with guys that just slap, put the smack down on them, you know? So yeah, man, that's an awesome, awesome accomplishment right there, brother. Well, tell us about it all. Um, so there's been like three different tournaments on that lake this year that I fished. Um, so I've gotten third in one in the San Antonio one, and I was catching them offshore really well. And then there was a Southeast tournament that Chris put on, and I've stayed out offshore all day and got caught eight fish and got like 87 inches, like 15th place out of like 90-something people. So I didn't want to go out deep right away. So I started off shallow and catching them on a frog and a five inch fringe swim bait and um, was catching quite a bit, but got like mid eighties. And um, then I moved out to 10 foot and was throwing a DT 10 and was started catching some 17, 18s, getting a little bit up towards the higher eighties and um, just wasn't finding that quality fish. So about 10 o'clock I went out, to like 20 to 25 foot to the point that I did well on a couple tournaments before that. And they were just stacked up right away at 1030. I caught that 22 and a half that swallowed the crankbait down. It's one of the Timmy Horton 20 foot deep diving crankbaits. Yeah. The profound ones. Yeah. And, um, it, she had it choked down so deep that she jumped like three foot out of the water, like three times. And that fish was built like a tank. I mean, I weighed it. It only weighed eight pounds, but I thought it was a nine to nine and a half pounder when I netted it. And I thought it was going to be like a 24-incher, but it only was 22 and a half. Um, so that cold up about five inches, put me at the mid-90s. And at this time, Brandon's already at like 101. And I'm like, shit, man. I just want to, you know, kind of lock up the second place. And then I caught another 20 and a half. And then I caught a 21 and then another 20 and a half. And I didn't even realize it. And I looked at the leaderboard and I was at 103 and three quarter. And I still had a 19 and a quarter to call out. And uh, Brandon came up to the point 
probably after I already got into that main big flurry and he was cranking too. And by that time my arm was dead from cranking. So I picked up a, a five, eight ounce shaky head and was throwing it out there and started catching them pretty much just as good and caught a few more 19s and finally caught a 19 and a half to get up to 104 call out that last 19 and a quarter. Um, but other than that, I mean, I was catching 19 after 19 and just throwing them back and watch Brandon catch a 20 and three quarter. And I'm like, shit, man, does that put him up to 104? And I'm kind of like thinking, and I asked him, I was like, did that do it? And he's like, no, I don't think it did. And I was like, man, this is intense. We're just, we're wearing them out. It was, like I said, it was one of those magical days and every one of those fish were four or five pounds or bigger that we were catching. It was pretty insane. So how many did y'all throw back? I mean, I'll probably caught 40 or more. I don't know. Yeah, I was trying. I would never all big. I would get them up to the boat instead of even having to mess with them. I would try to get them off like that. That's how <laughs> it was one of those days. I mean, you're in a tournament. It's I would just hope they'd throw the bait and I'd just make another cast because I mean, I was these these fish are just they had to be so stinking big to help me at one point. I mean, you know, you catch an 18, even you know, almost a 19 inch fish, you just see it. Just let it kind of flop around, try to get off the bait and make quick it release. Back. Yeah, exactly. Just get back out there. Just to, to again highlight like how good this place was fishing. I just was kind of running through the tourney X, and I, I guarantee you, for sure, a third of the fish were eighteen inches or bigger, possibly closer to half, because everybody caught at least one eighteen almost, and the I know the top ten was just stacked with good numbers. It was that I mean. That place obviously was on fire for sure. It showed out for sure. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was a. The conditions were perfect. It was. Yeah. You don't. Yeah, say it, it's a bowl and it gets a ton of wind on it and it gets really really rough. And this day was just perfect all day. Nice little chop, cloudy. I mean, you couldn't ask for better conditions. Yeah, it was actually very little wind, so I was kind of surprised the offshore bite was as good as it was. But it was insane. I mean, they bit anything. So with, with y'all being as close as y'all were at points to talk about it, what's that pressure like when y'all are that close? You're both catching loads of good fish, you know, 19s and stuff like that. What it, It's got to be like getting in your mind, you know, look over, oh, he's hooked up, and then, oh, I'm hooked up, and then, oh, he's hooked up again. Honestly, really for me, wasn't too much. I mean, I – it's kind of like he, I knew he had a big a 22 and a half on Fayette. I mean, that's a big fish anywhere, but you get that fish and then you're catching them good. I mean, it's hard to, it's, it was hard for me to just get over that little hump, which I know is a quarter inch, but a quarter inch when we had those kind of sacks, a quarter inch is a mile. I mean, it's tough. It, you know, I mean, I'm like I said, I'm calling 19, 19, you know, just throwing these fish back and you, these quarter inches is so huge when we get, when you get up in these numbers like that. When you when you're tossing back a four pounder and you're like nope, yeah nope. it's just adios it's crazy yeah it's uh it's honestly unbelievable I'm glad we had the tournament I'm glad it was all recorded you know people don't believe you half the time when you tell them stories like that yeah no worry for a while <laughs> I I've thrown three eighths and half ounce I I love offshore shaky head that's that's one of my go tos uh, five eighths I've never thrown one that heavy but the um, what what kind of worm were you using on there, or were you using a creature? I was throwing a, a cinco type, a yum dinger. Okay. So yeah, and they really liked it when I would just dead stick it. They'd either hit it on the fall, or I would just throw it out there and let the chop kind of just make that worm work real subtle, and they would just pick it up and run with it like a madman. Cool. And that leg gets a lot, a lot of pressure too. So I think that stick type bait gets bit more than if I were to throw him like a 10 inch, you know, ribbon tail worm or something like that. Yeah. I see, I, I, I usually uh, throw a creature or ribbon tail. I've, I've never thrown a Cinco style. I normally throw a, a creature tail too, but this lake is a different lake. It's a, like a, on a different planet and it gets so much pressure that little differences like that makes pretty big differences. Well, well your secret's out now, man. Yeah, a little bit of juice there. Yeah, you got to find them, though. I've thrown that a lot of times, and like I said, a week or two before that, I fished that same area and maybe caught 118 off of it, and this time it was magical, you know, so it's not always good, and you got to know how they position on the point and things like that, too, to really capitalize on it. 
Are you using a certain size uh, Yum Dinger, like six or seven? The, I think it was a five inch, not the big one, the standard one. Yeah. Okay. Going on 15 pound fluoro on a 7.3 medium heavy rod. Uh, the cranking rod was a 7.10 medium heavy. It's a custom Leviathan cranking rod. It, I mean, I can cast it a mile with that big long rod and it's perfect fighting them big fish. Them Fayette fish fight like no other fish. And when they're 25 foot of water, it's even crazier. So that's that awesome. Helps. Caleb, I forgot to ask you, uh, do you have any company out there where you were catching yours at? Yeah, I did. And then uh, that, I think that's what kind of actually I found that one good school where I caught those two big ones. And then uh, right as I was about to make a cast back in that area, I drifted off in the boat, came full speed and just kind of stopped on that point. Now, there's a few people around me, but not a, not a ton, but it's, it's fit. You, you get a boat and you, uh, or you catch a fish and there's going to be boats that start rolling in on you and moving in on yep. you. Uh, I was around Derek Taylor earlier in the day, and, and uh, that whole ridge line and everything we were working, it, it gets pretty packed just because of the amount of fish that are there and, and the people see you catching them, uh, especially the boaters are going to move in on you. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. They're, they're not known exactly to be very courteous on that lake. <laughs> Damn boaters. They're real curious. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're extra courteous, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, you just got to crawl on the deck with somebody one time. Oh, yeah. That's all right, we're Right in front of a lot of people, they'll leave you alone. Usually just I mumble a couple of couple choice words at them, and they, they usually kind of back off. <laughs> choice words, one ounce egg yep. weight on a Carolina yep. rig, whatever it takes. <laughs> I tell them right away, I'm like, hey, I'm fishing a tournament, and I'm – in position to make some money can you let me get this spot and if i just say it it usually goes a lot better than yep yep than passive aggressive or yeah sitting back communication is key Mm -hmm. that's what they tell me but i i must not be too good at that part (laughs) that's some guy this weekend like uh whenever we were practicing on for the in the hobie he he followed us. We went to three or four different offshore spots. Everywhere we went, he would go around us in a boat and graph what we what we were fishing. Like he knew we were on something, and everywhere we went, he would graph around us. Mm-hmm. Well, what yep. somebody's gonna have to do one day is when the boat moves in on them. Like maybe it'll be at a tournament. We've got a little media coverage going on. If they move in on you like that, just stand on their deck and start fishing. Be like, well, I mean, you're right here. I was just going to get a little better vantage point. I appreciate it. He's lucky. That'd buddy. be hilarious. You know, you know, you know. My nickname's Doo So you just stand up and just drop your drawers and just drop a load right there when they pull up on you. <laughs> <laughs> That'll clear them out real quick. I guarantee it. Jesus. <laughs> Man, that's, that's a strategy. I mean, as much as I hope to God to never see that, I really hope at the same time I catch that home. Yeah, I know. I just had to throw that out there. I, I, Jesus. I yeah, you know, live entertainment at its finest. Live <laughs> you know, Brandon, are you talking about getting that fish to, you know, make you sit back down, dude? You know, I don't know. I mean, I know a lot. Jimmy and Daniel, y'all, y'all don't know Brandon. Y'all have been. That's Brandon's a big dude, and if that just tells you, that's a testament how strong them fish are in that lake. Because for them to for, them, for him to strap him down, that's, yeah, I was, the fish are strong, it's, brother. It's too for a ride is. <laughs> Yes, sir. <laughs> I just have been knocked down by bass now. <laughs> speaking, speaking to it, just because people are always asking about stable boats and all that stuff. What kind of boats are all you guys in? I didn't even look. Uh, I'm in a PA14. 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 Oh Lord, the traffic. Are you hoping? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. That's what they tell me. <laughs> have, you, have you bought a bumper, bro? I heard <laughs> um, I bought something for the nose of it. I don't know what it's called. The little black 
guard for the nose because I load mine in last first, so that nose is always dragging. That's it. I guess that's what it is. It works. Yeah, the bumper grunt <laughs> It's like a Berkeley bumper or something. Yeah, I don't know. that's it. The, the, the Burley Pro, Pro bumper, bro. Pro. Yeah, bumper bro. it actually is legit. Yeah, and and old Dano it's tells me money. they're from Australia. Didn't yeah, know. he makes some good stuff, man. Yeah, he does. He's a guard too. <laughs> well, whenever I had my, uh, I, I used to have a native, and he made a bunch of stuff for that too. That's about why I used to have a bunch of early pro stuff. Hey, I, I I look at a lot of their stuff. He does come up with some killer ideas, and it, he kind of does it. I don't know if it is Kydex on a lot of his stuff, but the way he does some of his moldings for the like the pockets on the side of the natives to hold your scissors and fish grips and stuff like that. Pretty pretty cool take on it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Cool. Stuff. Well, guys, we're starting to wind down. Uh, We'd like to give everybody a chance to shout out anybody that makes it easier for them. Any of your sponsors, your mama, or anybody like that. So, Caleb, go ahead, buddy. Um, I'm teamed with the prior rods, fishing rods. They, they make some awesome rods. Uh, Billy Kessler is the one that started the company. I've been using their stuff a while. And I absolutely love it. Um, and then, I guess, take guy, fishing baits. Uh, work with another guy in the southeast Texas trail we make uh, baits together and, and uh, sell soft plastic baits that's, that's really about all i got as far as shout outs and stuff like that go cool hey that, that's an awesome trophy you got in the back too the i was just about to South say what's that back yeah oh, yeah that's another South that's Texas bass league, but yeah that's the classic trophy and then the uh T- tkc trophy that's awesome so so that was on Fayette too huh that was uh, no, no. So the classic was uh, Houston County. Oh, oh okay. Southeast Texas. Yeah. Last oh, the other one in private. I I got you. I got you. Okay. Well, well Brandon, Brandon. Yeah. How about you? Uh, you know, mainly just thank I'm just thank kind of Chris and Andrew and Joseph for kind of doing the tournament. Uh, I kind of it's kind of right up my alley. I like it. I'm you know I'm kind of can't go too far away from the house. You know, so I. They have a big money tournament a little bit closer to the house that I can get to. I'm all about that. And I'm really thankful they did that. Um, you know, main thing is my wife who kind of lets me, lets me do this stuff. So. Amen. Yeah. I'm, I'm really, if, if you're listening, Brandon has a legit setup behind him, that man cave or whatever you call it behind you. That's, that's nice. man. Yeah. It's a little, you know, I never organized after last tournament season, so it's just a big disaster. But one day I'm going to actually organize it. But I guess I have to stop fishing for a little bit to be able to organize. Kind of hard to do. If that's unorganized, my place is I – don't, I don't know what you call my place. Yeah, I don't need to show you a picture of the nightmare I've got going on. That is nice. All right, Derek, how about you, man? With the, with the finest headboard on a bed I've ever seen – Ever, I don't, I don't know who made it. It's that high quality, man. Uh, it's, it's something my fiance had and told me to put it up. This is a my office spare bedroom. I actually work from home Monday through Friday, so I got the trophy case in the other room. I'm thinking about putting it up behind me, but uh, want to thank mainly my fiance. We got a five month old kid, so I wasn't for sure how much I'd be fishing, if any these tournaments and, and she's been great about it. So I've been able to fish you know, three or four or five tournaments already this year. I've got to shoot a nice deer during deer season and hunt plenty of times. So she's been amazing. Uh, Leviathan rods, one of my sponsors that, that that was my deep cranking ride that it's made me a lot of money on Fayette alone, really. So I'm actually getting a second one coming soon. You look them guys up on Facebook. They make custom rods, um, any kind you want really. Uh, fat lip baits, uh, Trent over there, he makes custom jigs and checky heads, things like that for me. Um, that's really about it. Dell for response for employing me and helping me pay for all this stuff. There you go. For any of all of our sponsors and fellow friends in the industry that may happen to listen or watch this show, hook these guys up. They're, they're winning mm-hmm. big checks down there doing, you don't hear a lot of guys, you know, we, we interview people all the time. I probably can't count, but one or two times I've heard guys talk about 
really getting on them deep cranking and all three of you did that at some point which is crazy yeah. like so yeah. crazy i got uh, seriously uh, we talk talk to people all the time i was not expecting deep cranking especially from all three of you that's yeah that's yeah. when when i was reading the post i was like there's i saw the first one i was like ooh somebody deep cranks and then i was like there's no way that all three of them did but yeah that's awesome that's definitely outside of the box so it's a, it's a staple in Texas. You better be able to do it if you're fishing offshore. Yeah, I guess so. Well, I'm coming to Fork, and I have no clue how to do that, so I'm just going to yeah. lay there up shallow on Fork. It's a different animal. Different animal. You, yeah. might, uh, you might snag a few of them suckers, but you can definitely still deep crank on Fork. You just got to know how to do it. <clears throat> well, Hopefully one of y'all fish Fork, the Bassmaster event. I'm just going to follow one of y'all around. Y'all can teach me. <laughs> Do any of y'all plan on making the Palestine event? Um, I think we might be able to make it. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm on the fence about it. I have to I have to kind of pick at my schedule a little bit. I really want to though. Same here. Uh, Palestine's I mean, go Yeah, yeah. Palestine. That, that lake's going to fish really good. I think it's um, it's a big big bass lake, and it fishes good. I mean, but I. Anybody that knows about Palestine, it's kind of there's going to be a lot of people probably in very similar areas. So, yeah, and then Raver, Raver's next on the Southeast Texas schedule here, coming up on the twentieth. So I'm excited about that. Uh, yeah, I don't think I'm gonna be able to make that one, but I hope y'all go there and crush them. Go and crush them over there. Yep. Yeah, I gotta. You have to watch out, man. Dustin's Dustin can, has proved that he can get off the salt and come take some money. Yeah, I know. He's, I, Dustin's done well in Southeast Texas. I know. I've done a couple yeah. over there. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I need to get on them a little more. And on the hell, Fayette's only an hour and fifteen minutes from my house, but I'd rather fish, catch redfish after work, or <laughs> chase big trout this time of the year. But you know, hey, it's it's all good. You know, I I missed our little Derek. I missed our little pre-tournament chat in the morning. It's like me and Derek usually run into other mm -hmm. each other launching uh, pre-tournaments a lot, and usually have a good little chat and get kind of riled up a little bit. So. Uh, I'll be looking yeah. forward to, to one of them next time. But, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely looking into the um, the Belton event, the Hubbard Creek, and then the Amistad event for the TKC. Um, I'm making all three of those, definitely. So, hopefully, i see you guys at those, too. Hubbard Creek is going to be insane. I hope, I, I hope we get the, <laughs> if we get the right weather for that tournament. Yes, yes. It's, it's going to be pretty wild. Yeah. yeah. Belton Belt should be good, too. If you can get on some good topwater bites in Belton, that's, yeah. I'll be looking yeah. forward to that. Belton's my jam. <laughs> Yes, sir. <laughs> good stuff, guys. Good stuff. Well, you cool. are our guest too, Dudu. Is there anybody you'd like to shout out that makes your fishing? Yeah, I want to. Oh yeah, just no. Thank y'all for letting me join in, and you know, since uh, you know, I've fished quite a few terms with these guys, I just want to jump on. You know, I, I support what what Chris and Joseph and Andrew are doing with this with this uh, higher stakes tournament, and excited to go fish a few myself. But yeah, just thanks y'all for letting me come on. Um, you know, part of the big Pal and Finn family. We have so many shows on this, you know, pick your poison and you can find a show for you. <laughs> so, for sure. You know, thanks for the saltwater guy jump in. You know, I do cross over a little bit here and there, but yeah, I enjoy fishing and, and the camaraderie with all these guys and, and these, these groups we have here in Texas. We're very fortunate, definitely. For sure. Thanks everybody for listening. Thanks all the listeners out there too. Well, we appreciate y'all and uh, good luck in the next one. All right. So we did have a, I mean, obviously, un, and unfortunately, we do have to talk about Hobie here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, besides that tournament, we had the Hobie BOS 175 anglers, Brian Howell and Joey Vano. Those two guys, they killed it. Uh, Brian, yeah, Brian had 205 and a half inches. That's obscene. Uh, Joey with 201 and a half as well. I mean, that's crazy too. Uh, Zach Hall in third with 184 and a half. Drew Gregory, that guy is crazy. Uh, you know, he was up a river somewhere, 178. I did talk to him, but uh, yeah, he was definitely up a river. But uh, 178 and a half. Uh, Jason Broach, 178 and a quarter. And we just had him on last week. 
Uh, and then there was some other other guys, Josh Counts, who we had on last week as well. He was in the top ten. Uh, Jake Harshman, who won it last year, he was in the top ten as well. So, yeah, congrats to all the guys there. Uh, yeah, great event. Hobie, as always, puts on the best, some of the best events out there. Don't want to say the, the best because, you know, we like to be neutral, but they are equal, if not if anything, they're the one to be. They are at least equal to everyone. They put on fantastic events. But um, And last but not least, ABA out there in California. They were on El Capitan. Then I love saying that. They had 50 anglers. Tim O'Connor, first place with 82 and a half. Uh, Jonathan DeMonet, that guy, you see his name a lot out there, 81 inches. And uh, third place, Josh Toscano, saying it fancy. I don't know if he's... That's pronounced right, but I'm saying Toscano with a 79 at quarter. But, yep, congrats to all the winners this week and to the guys we had on tonight. That's fun, doing something different, inaugural event. So put that one in the library. Yeah, big big paydays at a, at a local event like that. It makes me want to get out to Texas and try to run around with those guys a little bit. Yeah, it's, it's Texas, like local, regional. They are their own country really so yeah i Local can't wait to get my can't wait Matt. to get my taste of texas oh i'm i'm hoping i'm hoping lake fort works out i'm sure it won't but if i can just get out there it's like me and my buddy that you know that was riding out there with me we already said it was like look we're going to fish fork not the tournament we're just donating money while we're there just in case so yeah i was stationed out there for three years i didn't i, I didn't bass fish whenever i was there and it's funny because we used to go down to Mexico all the time, and we we used to go through Del Rio, which I, I think is uh, I think that's Amistad, mm-hmm. right there in Del Rio. It's it's either Amistad or Falcon. I, I can't remember, but like one of the best lakes. Like I'm going to Mexico to drink to go party because I was like 18, 19, and I should have been stopping at the lake and going there instead of going over to Mexico and drinking, you know, getting hammered. Yeah. Good tequila. <laughs> Border town. Ooh, not good. You get drunk, wake up, don't have a liver. No. Now, like, you can go into a bar. It's like $8 to get in all you could drink. It's not. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't have came back. I just yeah. thought about it. Uh, something we didn't uh, talk on. Congrats to Jody Queen. Uh, yeah, exactly. 10 was in the middle of the week. Jody showed why he's one of the best anglers in the country yet again. He was on them. Pretty much all week. I want to say he caught one down there that was over 10 at one point that week. I don't think it was during the 10. I think that was uh, last weekend. But, you know, congrats to Jody. You can't. He, dude, he's such a nice guy, a great person to talk to. It's yeah. awesome to hear that, you know, he's on top again. Yep. Congrats to him. He's, he's always up there at the top. And he was on Noob Show not too long ago. It was a. Um, him and someone else, I, I really want to give them credit. It was him and Russ. I think it was him and Russ Snyders went on show at the same time after the TOC. That's what it was. They both went on after they didn't do well at the TOC. Like, went on the two, arguably the best anglers and kayak anglers in the country right now, went on the show and talked about how they did bad. How ballsy is that? Like how, how awesome is that? Not not only are they the best, not only are they two of the nicest guys in sport, but they had the balls to go on the show and talk about their failures too. I thought that was it. one of the best things shows they have ever done. Yeah. I you know it's it's something to see when you can talk about your failure and not just blame it on Oh, the weather changed or I broke a rod or, I mean, those are all real factors. I'm not taking accepting things like that and not just complaining about it, you know, that's great. They're, they're awesome anglers. Awesome people. I'm sharing a house with Russ in Texas. So I'm hoping that some of that juju just kind of like floats around in the house and I can just take it all in and turn it into at least cashing a check. That'd be phenomenal. My wife would definitely appreciate that. Get a little money back. At least get my entry fee back out of it. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Well, we appreciate it. Uh, As always, 
thank you for listening and we'll see you all again next week. Um, thanks to guys for being on the show tonight and where your PFDs out there. Be safe, everybody. Good night. Thanks for tuning in this week, everybody. The Real Down was brought to you by the Dugout Bait and Tackle in Marietta, Georgia. They have everything you need for your next fishing adventure from rods, reel, line, and tackle all the way up to Hobie Fishing Kayaks. They carry all your favorite brands like G. Loomis, St. Croix, Shimano, and many, many more, as well as all of our best bait companies. Give them a like and follow and head on over to the Dugout Bait and Tackle today and be sure and tell them that Paddle and Finn sent you. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle and Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler, the Angler Button, and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com waypoint. That's mintmobile.com slash waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details.